Welcome to the Confident Money Podcast, where we talk money, finances, and accounting for real people without all the technical jargon, patronizing, and gatekeeping. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and I'm going to be your new finance bestie. Okay, so we need to talk. I, like I said before, am not your parents' money expert. I am not here to dish out crusty ass old advice about, oh, if you just save your money and you just budget, like bullshit, bullshit. We have so many other factors that go into our financial well-being in today's era. Whether you are a business owner, whether you you know have your corporate job, there are so many more facets that complicate things compared to our parents or our grandparents' generations. And I am here to walk you through the modern day person's guide to exactly what you need to know. Money and finances and accounting are gatekept. They are made to be hard. They are made to be confusing. They are made to be inaccessible because if you don't have access, then you are stuck in the hamster wheel of working to make money, but then you're working so much that you pay for conveniences. And then because you pay for conveniences, you need to work more because you don't have any time. And if you don't understand your finances, then you have to pay other people to constantly be doing things for you. And if you do try to learn and you do try to improve yourself, the majority of the financial you know, advice and information out there is filled with old crusty white men using technical jargon. I have ran through my fair share of them and it is so frustrating to be working to improve your knowledge and be patronized, to be talked down to, to be made to feel less than all because maybe you don't have a background in that. You know, maybe you're a really talented graphic designer. Maybe you didn't go to business school, but all of this information is laid out for people that went to business school, that, you know, became a CPA, that became an accountant. And there's no reason for this information to be gatekept, to be made so much more difficult and overwhelming. And so I'm here to keep things from continuing to be hard. I break it down easy and I make it so straightforward for you to understand. You need to know how to do these things. But it feels overwhelming because you don't know how or where to start. And that's the other really big part of misinformation. You know, I'm a big fan of Google, who is not. But if you go and you Google a lot of this information, there are so many variables, you know, state by state, individual scenario by individual scenario. Should you be an LLC? Should you be paying quarterly estimated taxes? How should you be saving for retirement? Should you pay all your debt off now? What debt should you pay off? Debt is bad, which... We're going to earmark for a hot second. One of the biggest things that I am so against is the shame culture that goes around debt. Almost all of us have or have had some form of debt, student loan debt, mortgage, credit card, car loan, personal loan, you name it. I'm not here to tell you that you did a stupid thing or a shitty thing or a bad thing. You made a decision that served you based on your knowledge at the time that you did that. I currently have debt because debt is simply the decision 
to pay for something with an interest rate. It comes with a fee. Like you're choosing to borrow money with a fee. That's literally what debt is, right? You're, you're leveraging someone else's money because you've decided that the fee that you are paying is worth the opportunity cost of paying that additional fee, right? So debt's not bad. I have a car loan. I have a home mortgage. Um, I have credit cards that I use all the time. And I have no desire to pay my house off early. And this is something that I talk about a lot with clients because they'll come to me and, you know, they have this like scarcity or lack mindset around like, oh my God, what if like my business fails tomorrow in order to be financially solvent or secure or financially responsible? There's all this bullshit stories that we tell ourselves or that have been told to us over the years. And you don't need to pay your mortgage off to be financially responsible. So I invite you, if you're in that area, to like take a step back and wonder, you know, where did that information come from? Is that truly your desire? Because if it's truly your desire and it aligns with your financial goals, by all means. However, if you've ever followed Dave Ramsey or you're familiar with his teachings or a lot of other really traditional financial information, a lot of them will encourage you to have no debt that you don't need to utilize a credit score because who needs debt? You are literally losing potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars by not utilizing debt in the course of your life. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community at confidentmoneypodcast.com where we share resources and all of the money happenings. Plus, you can send feedback and suggestions for what you'd like to see covered in future episodes. That's confidentmoneypodcast.com. Okay, back to the show. Let's take a mortgage, for example. For most of us, mortgages are under 4% interest. Okay? If you were to be prioritizing paying your mortgage off instead of investing in retirement, for example... On average, you would be losing somewhere around 4% in interest per year. And then that interest would compound because your investment would have grown. You'd then have 4% interest on that and then 4% interest on that and then 4% interest on that and it continues to grow. So for example, say your mortgage is 4% for a really straightforward number and your average return on investments is 8%. For most of us, they fluctuate between four and 12, but anywhere between six and eight is kind of an accepted norm for an, an annual average. If your interest rate is less than like six or 7%, you should generally be prioritizing investing that money over paying off debt that is lower than that. So for many of us, that is a car, that is a mortgage, and that is some federal student loan debt, depending on the interest rate there. Now, the reason being, there is a psychological benefit for sure to not having debt. And if that benefit is the most important part for you, or you're looking to retire early, or you have chronic health issues, or you don't know that you're going to be able to work for as long as you need, or you don't have as high of a living expense or cost of living per year, then paying your mortgage off or paying your car off may make more sense, or you're planning to go back to school or have your income drop. All of those you know, are really personal reasons that you may want to consider doing things differently. However, for the average person that I talk to that is wanting to basically make more and maximize their investments, 
instead of prioritizing the extra two, three, four, five hundred dollars to paying off your mortgage early, you should be investing that money instead. Because that money will out earn, because if you take 8% return on investment on that, and you subtract the 4% that you're paying in interest on your mortgage, you're still coming out ahead 4%. And again, this is really, really simple math. But for most of us, we should be investing that money. Now, the worst thing that you could do is make the decision that, yes, I'm going to invest this extra money. Uh, I'm going to you know earn this. Great. And then not doing it because then you're not only not paying your debt off any quicker, but you're also not maximizing the years of compounding returns on your investments. And that is the biggest mistake that you could do. So if you're going to prioritize investments and overall earning, get that money started, get investing. You can use robo-advisors. You can use something like, you know, Betterment, Elevest. Um, I don't love Robinhood, but Betterment has been really great. So has Elevest. It is specifically for women and has, you know, relatively low fees, all things considered. And it is better to get your money in there as soon as you can, because the more time that your money can sit, the more time it can grow. And the more time that growth will compound and speed up your investment growth. (sighs) That was a big sigh. The other biggest area that I see people running into problems here is so many business owners are trying to learn finances from people who don't understand modern day or online businesses. I have worked with countless clients that have come to me and their business has been downplayed or they've been treated like an afterthought because they're an online business. And a lot of old school accountants or financial professionals don't think that they're legitimate. This is the new wave of business. And it's not even that new, right? Like This has been 20 plus years now that we're looking like people are making six, seven, eight figures as online business owners, like get with the program. We need to adjust our teachings accordingly. And so many people have not. So the reason that so much of this information and so much of our tax system feels overwhelming is because we're still working in an archaic system that is built for brick and mortar stores. I always say our tax system is built like it's the 1950s. It's based off of your prior year. Like they don't expect you to see more than 10% a year in growth. You know, there's a lot of small little things that are not taken into consideration that if they were taken into consideration, which is what we do, you would have a really different set of teachings. And so I had a client that, for example, was working with an accountant old school. Uh, They were working on quarterly estimates. Now the traditional or the accepted way to do quarterly estimated taxes is to base this year's tax payments off of your prior year's tax liability. So if you look at your 1040, for example, and you go down to, I want to say it's like line 17, and you look at your total tax liability, there will be a number on there. That number is how much money you needed to pay to the IRS in taxes based on your earnings. That's not necessarily what you owed at the end of the year because you may have paid in via jobs, via quarterly estimates, et cetera. But that was your tax liability for the year based on your earnings. So the accepted way to do your quarterly estimates is to take that number from the previous year, divide it by four, because quarterlies, and pay for equal installments based off of your prior year's taxes. If you make more than $150,000, you need to actually pay 110%, so you add an extra 10% overage. 
So let's give an example. Let's say you owe $10,000 last year as your total tax liability. We would divide that by four. You would be expected to pay $2,500 per quarter in quarterly estimated taxes. That's all well and good. If you were over $150,000 in adjusted gross income, you'd be expected to pay $110,000, which would be $11,000, which would be $2,750 per quarter, right? So just a little bit more. Here's where the problem lies. So this client was doing that with her accountant, right? So they're going along, they're making these payments. She thinks she's totally good to go because she's been paying her quarterlies as the year goes along. She gets to the end of the year and she owes an additional $12,000 that almost put her out of business. Why does she owe the extra money? She owes the extra money because her business made more this year than the year that the quarterlies were based off of. And her accountant did not properly educate or explain to her that what they were doing was simply paying enough in quarterly estimates to avoid any underpayment penalties or interest, because that is all that number is. So that's all well and good. If you are a brick and mortar that is growing, you know, 10% a year, right? You might owe $1,000 in taxes, something along those lines. Nothing insane. But for online businesses, service businesses, we can grow 50, 100, 200, 300% one year over the next. And if you are not estimating your taxes based on your current year's projection, you can get to the end of the year and owe tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes, depending on how much your income has grown this year over the last year. So you have to work with someone that understands your business. Are you a photographer? Great. We work with tons of photographers, wedding industry vendors. Are you a copywriter or content writer? Fantastic. Your business is legitimate. You can make six, seven plus figures. I had a client who had a family member that was an accountant doing her taxes. And he literally like patted her on the head. This is a mother of two children making six figures as a technical copywriter. He patted her on the head and treated her like her business was so cute. You know, what a cute hobby you have. And I'm over it. I'm, I'm so fucking over demeaning those around you because you don't see their business as being viable. So I understand why you're feeling stuck. I understand that you've probably gotten so much information and a lot of it's not applicable to you. No one's ever broken it down and made it easy to understand. You don't need traditional. You need information built for today's business owners. And I understand this from a women's perspective and a business owner's perspective. And I'm done with the gatekeeping. I'm done with the shaming. I'm done with the bullshit. I am here to make this fun, to make this easy, to build your confidence and set you up with a set of action items that you can take. And with very little time, if you buy into this and you're willing to put in 10 or 15 minutes every day, you will have a completely different financial life in three, six, 12 months from now, because the compounding effects of the changes that you can make now, I mean, it's like anything, right? Get up and move your body for 15 minutes a day, prioritize writing content for 15 minutes a day, wherever you choose to focus, 
you're going to see vast improvements and vast changes. So I challenge you to improve your financial understanding, your financial confidence. And if you are feeling like you're lacking information, you're lacking knowledge, it's okay. We're here. And I want you to drop comments. Give me a five-star review if you found this really useful. And also send me an email. Go to confidentmoney.com and reach out with your questions because we're here for you. If you loved this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review for a chance to win a free financial strategy session with yours truly, Caitlin Magnuson. We do the drawing the first week of every month and to be eligible, you'll want to leave a five-star review and include your IG handle so we can contact the winner. I'll see you next time where we'll chat real finances for real people.